0: Free Jambalaya presents Phantom Limb, Season 2, Horror Stories, and Strange Fiction for a Maladapted Species. Episode 6, The Hay Barn and the Girl Who Sings, Part 1. Now batting, shortstop, Jess Woodley. The prospect of being hit in the Face by a screaming fastball never daunted me, but after it actually happens, my entire perspective changes, not just about baseball, about everything. As I spend three days in the hospital wondering if my vision and brain will mend, my outlook alters. As strange as it may seem, I feel indestructible, like I will live forever. If a baseball to the melon can't take me out, what can? Then, a girl arrives in my hospital room, or possibly in my dreams. She begins to sing to me songs I do not know, olden songs. Songs that get into my heart, into my bones. Who are you? <laughs> I can't make out your face. It's like you're underwater. My vision is all screwed up. Do I know you? You will know me. In time. When I'm discharged from the hospital, baseball, which was my life, seems trivial, kind of far away, like a land I lived in but cannot return to. I call my coach, tell him I won't be playing my senior year, he actually cries, then gets mad, curses me, the poor guy. Life goes on. I've put up hay at my granddad Emmett's farm a few times, but I never spent the entire summer there. My mom and my doctor think it might be good for me to get away, to work, and get my strength back. At age 17, I become a farmhand, working with my granddad, my uncle Tad, and his lady friend Abby, a local high school English teacher. I'm anxious to get into the hayfields with you, Granddad. Oh, we will have a good time, Jess, but we're going to work him, aren't we, Tab? Oh, we'll work you, all right. Maybe make a man out of you. <laughs> well, it's about time we get a real man around here. <laughs> 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 that night, after my Granddad hits the sack, I sit at the kitchen table with my Uncle Tab and Abby. Tab lives on the farm with Granddad. He is full of stories and a good bit of bullshit. I love watching Tab roll back of cigarettes and bugler papers. His hands move in poetic rhythms as he coils the tobacco into tidy spools. He speaks in the most unhurried manner about baseball, politics, the country life. He is a Vietnam vet. Left part of his leg over there. Wheres a prosthetic limb, he labels a wooden leg. Abby calls him Woody half the time. The farm is about 300 acres and holds five barns: the lower barn, the creek barn, the ridge barn, the double barn, and an unnamed barn on the far hill that is never used. You know, that guy on left field, well, you know, he's got an arm on him. Hey, why don't you all ever use that old barn that sits up on the far hill? <laughs> that, that's a bit of a tricky question, Jess. You got an easier one for us? We just don't use that barn, kid. There's no need for it. It seems odd, you know. It hasn't been used for as long as I can remember. Look, it's like I said. We just don't use that one, all right? New topic. Yeah, sure, no problem. You know guys, I think I'm gonna turn in. It's been a long day. Hey, Jess. Yeah, what's up? Tab, be nice. He's young. You stay out of that barn, kid. You hear me? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Hayfields early the next morning. It is going to be one hot day. A guy named Disney Langdon helps out when hay is put up at my grandfather's place. He's a local guy. Mid-20s, smokes a lot. talks all the time about getting laid. He is a few years older than I am. He's strong, mouthy, and loud. And he reeks of beer sweat. You can call me Diz. Yeah, I know. I've met you like five times, man. Hey, not my fault if you ain't a memorable dude. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, man, you're done. Diz and I throw bales onto the bed of a one and a half ton Chevy truck that tab drives. Him. He calls it Big Boy. Abby drives a Ford pickup, which we also load. She gets out and tosses a few bales with us. Looks like I'm every bit as strong as you are, city boy. (laughs) Stop flirting with me, old woman. (laughs) We work all morning, stacking two loads from both trucks into the lower. Granddad is pleased. We break for lunch. Down in bologna sandwiches and ice water beneath the shade of a weeping willow. At age 75, my grandfather works like a teenager. The farm is in his blood. I wonder if it will ever be in mine. Let's get back to work, boys and girls. I yank on my work gloves as Diz sidles up next to me. His eyes are on the far hill. He's looking at the barn. The one I'm supposed to avoid. Somebody's up there. In that barn. No, they never use that barn. Yeah, fine. But I'm telling you, somebody is moving around in there. I know what i seen. I don't think so, man. I don't care what you think, Mr. Baseball. Ah, so you do remember me, huh? You can kiss my ass! We return to our work as the sun fires hot over the ridge and the barn dances a hallucinogenic jig within the haze. I spy Uncle Tav in the truckside mirror. He's checking me out. Should I have stood up to Diz, shown him I'm family, that I'm not afraid of him? It seems unimportant to mess with him. My focus shifts to the barn. It really gives me an uneasy feeling. Something is off with it. It feels as if it's alive. I take another look at the fallow barn. It bears the look of sorrow. Dark. Full of muted secrets. It hovers over the steep hillside as if it wants to swallow me into itself. I sense watery movement at the barn. Is it an illusion? Maybe the sun's glare? Sweat in my eye? I use my t-shirt tail to wipe my eyes and stare back again. I am uncertain. I catch Tab leaning over the steering wheel. His eyes shift from the barn to me. His words reverberate in my head. You stay out of that barn, Jess. There's something going on in that barn. I'm going to find out what it is. After we get cleaned up at the end of the day, Pat grows t bone and we sit down to dinner. I'm not used to working in the heat all day. I am spent and head off to bed. Tab says I will get used to the grind soon. I fall asleep fast. It is the sleep of the dead. Dreamless, black, sleep. Eight straight hours. It is 5 a.m. when I awaken. I stretch across the bed, wondering if I should try to sleep another hour or get up. And then, I sense that someone has entered the room. Come on now, handsome, wake up. (laughs) Abby, is that you? Not Abby. No, no, no. That dreamy voice. It's you. The girl from my hospital room. How did you get in here? Let's get some light on in here so I can see you. No, please, don't turn on the light. Why not? What kind of game are you playing, girl? The other boy doesn't ask questions. You mean Diz? Such an insistent fellow. I don't think I care for him. I try to make out her features. But, as in the hospital, it's like I cannot get a clear look at her face darkness seems to conspire with her. I watch as the strap of her dress falls off her shoulder. She is small, frail, possibly my age. She carries the scent of the fields. and the brief light, I can see her running her hands through her shoulder-length curls. Blonde, I think. I feel myself being drawn to her. And yet, she frightens me. Please, tell me why you're here. What do you want from me? I am wondering... And wandering. This is what I do. She's evasive, doesn't want to answer me. I wonder how loud I would have to shout for Tab to hear me upstairs. I clear my throat, preparing to scream out. You look like your grandfather, handsome in that proper, mannerly way that makes the girls want to drop their panting. My granddad's an old man. Today? He is old today. She is gone. I yank on my jeans before rushing upstairs and outside into the stifling night air. As I stand in the grass, I stare up at the barn in the distance. It blends with the darkness. The way she does. As I stare up at the muddled barn between the wrinkled slats at the fore, I see a light. Perhaps a lantern. I rub my eyes. It is still there. Then goes out. It's her. In the barn Phantom Lim will return next month with The Hay Barn and the Girl Who Sings, part two. The Hay Barn and the Girl Who Sings was written by Mark Smith and Esther Perry. Adapted from a short story by Mark Smith and voice acting by Ben Brown, Taylor Dawson, Dean Knight, Dale Leopold, Alex Mayberry, and Katie Mayberry with music, sound design, and editing by Ben Patterson and Matt Tracy. Thanks for listening to Phantom Limb. We release new episodes on the last day of every month. If you like what you hear, please leave us a rating or review, and consider supporting us at buymeacoffee.com slash phantomlimb. For just five bucks, you get access to bonus content like author interviews, soundtracks, behind-the-scenes photos, and more. And you help us pay the fine folks who donate their time and talent to this project. Thanks again for listening, and don't forget to join us next month.